Okay, so welcome to Not Just Bop, your podcast for the Winchester Student Union. I'm Con, I am your representational networks assistant on campus, and I am the vice chair of Spectrum, which is the LGBTQ plus network. So we are joined by some lovely folks from the Spectrum committee today, and we're going to be talking about all things related to LGBT plus history month. So we're going to be going around the room to introduce ourselves and we'll get started with the podcast. So starting with Megan. Hi, I'm Megan. I use she, they pronouns treasure for Spectrum. Perfect. And we have Jet. And we have Eddie. Hi, I'm Eddie. I use they them pronouns, uh, but I also use neo pronouns uh, and I am the social sec of Spectrum. Fantastic. So we're very grateful for you all spending this time on a lovely Friday morning in the middle of the storm. Um, so yeah, like I say, we're going to speak about all things LGBT plus history month. So what we've been doing at the student union. So if you've been keeping up to date on our Instagram stories, you will see different historical and modern icons that we have collated in the offices and with part of a wider community. And we've identified these figures as people who've really been changing the movement in the LGBT plus field. Um, as well as doing the podcast, we've also arranged a little rainbow sweet top shop to be giving out some of our new pronoun badges that Karis, the student union president, has been ordering, which we are very excited to do. So I'm going to pass over to Eddie and Eddie is going to tell us a little bit more about what Spectrum is and what we've been doing. Hi, so uh, Spectrum is the LGBTQIA plus society at Winchester University um, and it is a safe space for everyone to come and just be themselves. We do educational bits, charity events and just some fun hangout stuff. Uh, we're also here as the committee uh, and the society as a whole to support each other as people might face any kind of harassment or just kind of general struggle. Um, and so we also do that important like support network for everyone so people can have somewhere to be to be safe and be themselves. Amazing, thank you so much for that. So yeah, Spectrum is a fantastic network that we've got on campus and um, very close to my heart as well as all of the other networks. Um, so like I say, we're here to talk about all things LGBT History Month. So I'm going to go around the room and I'd like to know what the History Month means to you in terms of um, how do you separate History Month from Pride Month, things like that. So I'm going to start with Megan for this one. I quite like History Month because it allows us to remember people who have come before us and given a positive impact on our freedom at the moment and ability to express ourselves. But it also allows us to see how far we've come and appreciate that there is still further to go um, with aggressiveness our LGBT issues. Amazing, thank you for that. Yeah, it is a really, really important month about remembering where we've been, but also seeing where we're going to be going and how we can push forwards. Um, Eddie, what does History Month mean to you? Uh, History Month for me is uh, a time of reflection on how much progress we've made and how far we still kind of need to go with a lot of um, like human rights parts for like LGBT plus people. Um, and just that kind of, uh, I use History Month as a, like, a, a big reflection for how many people we did lose in like the AIDS crisis and things. Um, so I, I like taking the time to uh, reflect on those things. Yeah, thank you so much for that. It is really important to um, to always reflect on that. I think from, from the research that I was doing, um, Spectrum did uh, an AIDS and HIV event one night. We watched um, It's a Sin, 
which we all definitely recommend as a committee. I'm sure you'll all agree. Um, and it is really important because I think a lot of younger queer people aren't aware of some of the issues that were people were facing in the, the 90s and the 80s. Um, so it is really important. So thank you for that. And Jet, what does LGBT plus history month mean to you? So your microphone was cutting out a little bit. So just to summarise what Jet was saying for the listeners. Um, so Jet was saying uh, that they really enjoyed kind of learning about different cultural histories. Um, so comparing the British LGBT history with American LGBT history, for example, um, and getting to really explore the like the differences and similarities. Um, and so as I mentioned a little bit earlier, and as you hopefully will have seen on our Instagram stories, uh, the Student Union have been running a campaign which is all about historical icons. So we've been sharing some of our figures. So today's actually has just come up is Harvey Milk. Um, so it's all on our story highlights if you've missed it. So you'll get a fantastic chance to see that. But I've challenged our lovely committee members to bring one of their icons. Um, so it could either be one of the icons that we've already shared that they wanted to explore more or a icon that people may not have heard about before or just something close to them about LGBT history. So I'm going to start with Eddie for this one, if that's OK. Um, so my queer historical icon uh, is Keith Haring, um, who is a pop artist who emerged in the graffiti subculture of New York City in about like the 1980s. Uh, he was born on the 4th of May 1958 and died the 16th of February 1990 from AIDS at the age of 31. Um, and obviously he lived during the AIDS crisis and his work was a way for him to express uh, his queerness and queer joy, but that also moved into as the AIDS crisis like became more prominent, uh, the fear of AIDS and how it was affecting the queer community. Uh, and he was a huge advocate in his work for promoting safe sex, which like it was not very common at the time. Like it's it's a lot more common now to see things about like making sure that you're wearing condoms and like places you can go. Where right? it, it was not really a thing back then. Um, and uh, just one of his paintings that really speak to me about the tragedy of the AIDS crisis is uh, it's it's called Unfinished Painting. Uh, it is a representative of how little he got to live his life and how it was cut short by AIDS. Uh, and it's it's honestly a piece that makes me cry when I see it. Um, we would have a lot more queer elders today if the community had been helped rather than left to die by the government. Um, and so like, not, not the cheeriest one to start off with, but I, I think his work is amazing and did loads for the community and like today I think still really speaks to a lot of queer people. Amazing, thank you so much for sharing that idea and I know that you mentioned that they might not be the cheeriest one but I always find that when we are reflecting on our history there's a lot of things that we don't realise that we do come from some dark places um, and you know a lot of the light that we're fortunate enough to have today is because of a lot of suffering um, and I've whilst you were talking I actually looked up the unfinished painting and um, it's really moved me actually like you said that you you get quite emotional looking at it it's it is really like yeah so if you get a chance the, for the listeners out there look up unfinished painting um it is very moving especially um when you realize like the historical context of where it's come from 
Um, so we're going to pass over to Megan now, um, and Megan is going to share their historical icon that they've brought for us. I, I was looking at Alan Turing, who was a mathematician responsible for decoding messages which helped our allies in World War II. Um, but he was convicted for having a gay relationship and resulted he was chemically castrated um, and ultimately took his own life at the age of 41. Um, however, in 2013, he was pardoned for his conviction, um, which led to changes in legislation and the pardoning for all gay men who have in history been convicted of gross indecency for uh, being gay. Amazing, thank you. Yeah, Alan Turing, when I think of uh, kind of historical figures that have done a lot for us, um, he's definitely one of the first people that I think of. Um, so I'm going to share mine now and then we're going to pass over to Jet. I'm hoping that Jet's microphone might be working. Um, so for me, I haven't picked historical, but I've gone for some people that are quite modern. Um, so I've gone for casts, which is quite a difficult one. So I've gone for the cast of um, It's a Sim because I think that Russell T Davis and the whole cast created an amazing storyline that really brought HIV and AIDS into a completely brand new light and you know really encouraged a lot of younger queer people to start testing and raise an amazing awareness for it. Um, I saw a figure the other day actually that kind of really put things into perspective for HIV and AIDS which was now there are more heterosexual people that are being diagnosed with HIV and AIDS than there are heterosexual, uh, homosexual, sorry. And it's really crazy when you think about how the fact that when HIV and AIDS first started, it was considered as the gay disease and you were dirty and you couldn't do anything about it. But now, because of all of this awareness, it's something that people can live with. You know, we've got PrEP, we've got some amazing trials that we're going through, and we're really pushing for a better quality of life for people that are diagnosed with HIV and AIDS. Um, I also want to mention the the cast of Pose. Um, it's an amazing show which the the cast is almost entirely made up of um, black and uh, trans actors and actresses, um, especially MJ Rodriguez. Uh, she is one of my favourite actresses who has recently made history by becoming the first trans woman to be nominated for a Golden Globe and an Emmy. Um, and I also want to shout out to the cast of Queer Eye, um, Jonathan Van Ness in particular, as a non-binary person who is quite a prominent figure on the show. Um, Jonathan is living with uh, AIDS himself, um, and they are just amazing in their, their view on life and how they push through it. Um, so I think all of the figures that we've mentioned and the shows that I've mentioned, I think if you get a chance to research them more and to watch them, it would be absolutely amazing. Um, Jet, I'm hoping that you're still with us. So if you've got a historical icon or any kind of event you wanted to share with us about History Month. But um, my uh, icon is also current. Um, his name is Frank Rodriguez. He is an actor most known from the show High School Musical, the musical series. But um, the High School Musical franchise has had like rumors of the possibility of a character could be gay and all that kind of stuff, and then they just pushed it under the rug because it was the 2000s. But he played High School Musical, the High School Musical like world's first openly gay character called Carlos, and he even also got to sing Disney's first ever gay love song, and I think that's really special. And to top it all off, to what it was to his actual boyfriend who he met on set, 
like they play boyfriends there and they are boyfriends in real life which I think is really sweet that they have this love story that I can share but also that the fact that he got to sing this song is something that I found to be so incredible because he's not just um, LGBTQ+, he's not just gay, he's also Latino, so he got to represent a, another part of the community that isn't always, that isn't all that big. He got to represent the uh, the Latin queer community as well. Um, and I really look up to him as well for the sake that he is like very open and proud about it. He has nail painting parties every once in a while on Instagram, and he is so unapologetically himself and he isn't afraid to share that um no matter what even if he's on a disney show and that disney tends to you know they gave them one kiss wow but they still let him have this love song that he got to sing and be like openly like yes my character loves this other guy deal with it kind of thing and i thought it was really nice that's amazing. Um, for the listeners that may not have heard that, do you know the name of the song so that they can potentially listen to that at a later time? Yes, it actually has the same name as this short film that I think a lot of people have heard about in a heartbeat. Perfect. Thank you so much. So we've shared some TV shows for you to watch. Uh, Eddie has shared some artwork. Megan's shared a historical icon that you may not know about. And Jet has shared a song. So you've got some amazing queer backgrounds to listen to, to watch, to read more about there. Um, and so one of the final questions that I have is, what can we do at Winchester and in a wider perspective to be better allies to the LGBT plus community? Um, so I'm gonna change the it up a little bit and I'm gonna start with Jet on this one. All right, so. When it comes to being a better ally, because I have a lot of friends who are allies, it's really great. Um, one thing I feel like it's really important to become a better ally is um, when talking with your queer friends, instead of, you know, just assuming things, ask them questions. If you're curious about something, don't just think, oh, it's probably this. Just ask, but ask it in a nice way. It's very easy. And also, don't make things creepy. I have some friends that have tendencies to accidentally make things a little creepy and I'm like, it's nice and all, but like, please <laughs> be chill about it. It's fine. It's nothing too big of a deal. So, um, it, yeah, that and uh, support the, uh, support your queer friends, really. If there's anything, just support them. That's really all I can say. Amazing. Thank you so much for that, Jet. Um, and Megan, next, what can we do, in your opinion, to be better allies for the community? I think it's definitely important to use more gender inclusive language when you're talking about someone if you don't know their pronouns. And if you don't know their pronouns, ask them, because no one's going to get upset about you asking for their pronouns. Um, but also, like, fighting for the representation we want in media, like, like Jet was saying, the first gay song in Disney. It's 2022 and it took that long. So we, we sort of, we want to be fighting for it to see it more and more because everyone deserves to see themselves in movies and shows. And I think it's really important for us to be able to represent, have, have representation out there. Amazing, I absolutely agree. Um, just 
on the note of that, one thing that um, I found can be very useful, especially in the university setting, is encouraging people, um, if they're comfortable, to put pronouns on the end of an email signature. Um, I've done it with my lecturers and I do it in the offices and all of the SU team. We also have pronouns in the end of our emails. Um, and that's just one thing that I think is so easy to do. It takes less than a minute to type your pronouns at the end of an email signature. So that's one thing that on the end of what you were saying, Megan, I think is people can do. Um, and Eddie, what do you think we can do to be better, pro, uh, better allies for the LGBT community? Um, I mean, like this can go for when you're listening to anyone of any kind of minority group uh, is uh, it's really basic, but just just listening to people like actually sitting and listening and realizing that maybe like this topic isn't about you it's not for you but you can listen and uplift like these voices rather than speaking over anyone um and it's so small and basic and like just it is a very respectful thing to do that i think a lot of people can sometimes forget um and then uh with that uh i also think uh standing up for people and I, I know some people can get a bit defensive of like, of course I would stand up for people, but when you're actually put in these situations where somebody could be saying something uh, obviously malicious, like they are trying to cause harm or just ignorant, they don't realise the harm it's causing, like anywhere on that spectrum, um, it can be very exhausting uh, for someone of a minority group to constantly have to be the voice of education and constantly have to like stand up for themselves if you can stand up and go hey maybe don't ask that or like hey what are you saying that's not nice at all shows that person that you're on their side and in their corner and actively being so um uh in my own personal experience unfortunately there's been you know lots of people who will be like yeah of course i would i'd stand up for you and then get put in those situations and not having them there and actively being an ally can be really painful and just not great so like listening and uplifting voices and standing up for people like when it matters like all the time but especially when it matters uh, is really important amazing thank you so much and thank you to to all three of you um for for joining me um it's been a really great conversation um the last thing that I will ask of you, and this is very off the cuff, I haven't given you any time to prepare because I want your honest answers. Can you recommend one show, one book, a song, uh, maybe something you haven't mentioned, a film that you would like our listeners to go out and watch or to read or to learn more about um, as part of LGBT History Month? So I will start off with Eddie on this one. I was really on the spot. I instantly thought of Pose because it is like my favourite show. Um, for book, I could honestly go on. I, I love literature. Uh, a book, if you like kind of really good world building stories, but like around superheroes and things uh, and you want more like trans representation. Uh, Dreadnought by April Daniel Daniels is an own voices uh, story about a trans girl getting superpowers and what this means and obviously check the trigger warnings like there's obviously transphobia and things that come up but
but it is a really good book. It was the first book I ever read that had trans representation and it means so much to me. And it's it's honestly such a good book. And I'm desperately waiting for the third part of the trilogy to come out. It's been five years. Um, for TV show, I just keep thinking of Pose and how wonderful it is. Like if, um, cause season three, is it season three that's out now? Um, yeah, season yeah. three now. I am, I am desperate to watch. I'm trying desperately to find somewhere online where I can watch it. But yeah, if you can watch anything, watching Pose is great. But if you're more into like cartoons and animation kind of thing, uh, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power uh, is also really, really good. Um, and I would definitely recommend giving that the watch because as uh, a non-binary character that uses they, them pronouns, um, and the protagonist is a lesbian. Um, and it has a really complex sapphic relationship in the show and lots of other uh, sapphic identities. Um, and yeah, it's just really lovely uh, and like wholesome whilst dealing with bigger issues. Amazing, thank you so much, Eddie. And Jet, do you have a recommendation for us? Yeah. <laughs> um, Books-wise, I also huge fan of literature. Um, one of my favorite books that I have might that I might have talked about a bit too many times to people has been Simon vs. Homo Sapiens Agenda. Um, and also, it does have a follow-up book called Leo and the Offbeat, um, which is a lot of people don't really know this but you get to learn this really early on in the book if you want to read that uh, read, read that and you probably read some verse Thomas sapiens agenda leah is bi so you get to even more representation that you didn't realize in the first book but you learn it really early on which i think is great um show i already talked about high school musical musical series i think it's great and it's more than just the two that are queer of the actors like the show-wise, yes, there's pretty much only two that you hear about that are queer, but they have uh, a surprisingly big queer cast for a Disney show, <laughs> according to a lot of people. Um, uh, I would also recommend, um, when it comes to music, um, uh, one of my favorite groups um, is called Kaino. It's a Norwegian Sami group, and uh, one of the uh, one of the singers. He is from the same city as I am, but it, he is gay and he is an amazing songwriter. Him and his husband writes a lot of the songs and they have really good stuff. They represent Norwegian Eurovision in 2019, if people were wondering if it sounded familiar. But yeah, that's something I would recommend. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jet. And Megan, do you have anything you want to recommend? I have a few shows to recommend. I, just, I sadly haven't read any books that have contained LGBT characters. But um, my absolute favourite show at the moment is Shit's Creek, which contains representation for pansexuals and poly, poly relationships in it. Um, and it's also just, it includes a gay love story that is just a happy ending, rather than having like overbearing things like homophobia throughout. It's nice to just have a refreshing the guy gets the guy and that's the end um but also brooklyn 99 has some great representation and um it also tackles issues of like coming out to parents and things like that and if they're not completely accepting um and the last show i'd recommend is one day at a time 
um, again, tackles coming out. Um, it also inc includes great representation for people who use neo pronouns. And also there's a non-binary character who is a recurring character um, throughout the later seasons. Um, and it also just, it, it shows how people's views of you can change and they can become accepting, even if they don't accept you straight away. Um, yeah. Amazing, thank you so much for those recommendations. Um, so I'm gonna keep mine short and sweet. Um, it's a sin is on channel four or all four at the moment. Um, definitely recommend that. Um, the other one is Eastsiders on Netflix. Um, I think that has got some really good representation in there. And the only other person that I would recommend researching is Davina DeCampo um, and Bimini Bombulash. They have both had some amazing conversations on Drag Race. Um, Davina speaks out about some homophobia that she experienced as her time as a teacher, um, which is quite close to my heart, being a trainee teacher. And Bimini on season two of Drag Race UK spoke about being non-binary and has written an amazing book um, all about queer identities, queer issues. Um, and yeah, I would definitely recommend just researching them a little bit more. But my final message before we leave the podcast would just be to research history a little bit more. You know, it's it's only in the past few years that same-sex marriage has been legalised. For the part of the early 2000s, it was still a crime to be homosexual. Um, and there are still people in power that voted for the criminalisation of homosexuality. And so I just think that we've still got a long, long way to go. But having conversations like this and having conversations with your queer friends, your colleagues, anybody that you know that can educate you a little bit more is something that is so, so important to our community. So I just wanted to shout out one more time to our amazing Spectrum Committee. And thank you so, so much for joining me. Um, you've been listening to Not Just Bop. Have an amazing time.